You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Today on the Callahan Show, your senator, your congressman, your president is telling you if you just give them more money, just spend more money, we could change the weather. Um, and as always, I ask, why do we listen to these fools? Why don't we laugh them off the stage? We'll talk about that. And Dr. Fauci, we got confirmation. Dr. Fauci lied and people died. When is he going to get handcuffed and frog marched uh, into prison? Uh, the Biden regime's not too happy with the Taliban because they didn't name any women to their cabinet. And they painted over a mural of George Floyd. Uh also, Todd McShay, ESPN guy, local guy, has struggled in his report the other day. He's taken time off. We will ask, what do you think is happening with Todd McShay? We'll get into that and a whole lot more on today's Callahan Show, brought to you by DCU. Why do DCU members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. What's better is with direct deposit to their free checking account, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Who doesn't love getting paid early? Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They will even remove the hassle of switching direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking. Insured by NCUA, membership required. All right, Carano, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. All right, Carano, I want to start today by doing something unusual, something okay. um, I don't normally do. I want to defend the man in the White House, defend uh, the 46th president. I want to defend the uh, the turnip brain, compro mentally compromised, uh, incompetent buffoon in the Oval Office today. I think he was unfairly criticized yesterday. Now, uh, granted, every day... It's something new every day. Every day he steps in front of a microphone or just speaks publicly. It becomes uh, incumbent upon many of us to uh, uh, to mock and ridicule him for his latest uh, misstep. Um, it's it's amazing they let him in front of the cameras. A interesting story from I believe it was Politico that said uh, Jen Psaki and uh, other people behind the scenes. In, tell him not to take questions, and when he does, they cringe. They sit back there and cringe. I think we kind of knew that. Yeah. Uh, but yesterday, I think he was talking about uh, uh, what else? You know, climate change and and weather and weather disasters. And he said a couple of really uh, strange things. He said uh, they have uh, f uh, what do you call it? flooding or or uh, uh, wetlands in Nevada, which is in middle America. He said in the Midwest, Nevada has moved to the Midwest. <laughs> it's, it's just, but, uh, just gone, uh, he, gone West. A little he, bit, yeah. he also said he wanted to get to zero emissions by 2020, which would be quite an accomplishment. Uh, I have to say, I mean, he would be, uh, go down in history if he could do that, get to zero emissions. Every, every time they talk about zero emissions, I said, does, does he even know what that means? I mean, we breathe. There's carbon right. dioxide coming out of our face. Len, you don't have to get to zero emissions. As long as China and India and Africa aren't playing along, as I say all the time, what is the point of all of this? But I think we know. We'll get to it. But he also said, the one thing he said yesterday that people were mocking and laughing at was that he mentioned tornadoes, and he said, uh, we don't call them that anymore. And, the, and, and immediately the uh, question went uh, out across you know, social media, what is he talking about? We don't use the term tornadoes. There were weathermen and women on, you know, on Twitter saying, yes, we do. Tornadoes is still what we call them. But I think he was onto something. He, as often, as he often does, he said the quiet part out loud. Like, if you're a Democrat, you use weather, you use hurricanes, floods, uh, blizzards, uh, droughts, 
uh, you you are taught to use them. And some people are smarter than others, and some people are more articulate than others. Joe Biden is neither smart nor articulate, so he says, <clears throat> we don't call them tornadoes anymore. And they don't. They don't. You know what they call them? What do they call Climate change. They call it existential climate change. Extreme weather. That's the term. Extreme weather, climate change, uh, existential threat. It's He knows that he is supposed to be using this uh, uh, storm, using this tragedy uh, for political gain, because that's what they do. I find it disgusting, and we'll get to some of the others. But Joe Biden meant what he said, that I'm, he doesn't, he's not supposed, you're not supposed to say snowstorm anymore. You're supposed to say climate emergency, climate threat. You're supposed to use it any chance you get. It's one of the most disgusting things politicians, Democrats for the most part, although <laughs> Jeb Bush put out a video saying he's one of the Republicans who's really concerned about climate change. Talk about a guy who is, just doesn't know which way the wind blows. I'm sorry, not the wind, which way the extreme weather blows. Uh, I, the Republicans are, are, are laughing at you, Jeb Bush, when you say, we, we really concerned about climate change. No, no, you're not. Nobody is. Nobody is. That's my uh, theory. I mean, uh, some people are dumb enough to think that we can, you know, pass a bill in Washington and change the weather. AOC is just dumb enough, but but most of them, most people aren't that dumb. They're just using it. They're using the crisis as always. Go back to Rahm Emanuel's old slogan: "Never let a crisis go to waste." And Democrats, for the most part, they whatever the weather is, you know, whether it's a drought or a flood. It's extreme weather. Too cold, too hot, it's, it doesn't matter anymore. It's, uh, right. You have a cold, extremely cold change. day in the winter or extremely hot day in the summer. It's climate change. We must do more. We must spend money. We must raise taxes. And um, uh, we'll just play Biden because it's a mess. He doesn't make any sense. As always, he, he couldn't explain to you what, what emissions have to do with weather if you gave him a month, if you gave him, you know, you know, gave him a cheat sheet, and let him and uh, let him Google it. He couldn't explain to you, not for a second, could he explain to you, the president, what emissions have to do with extreme weather? Do you think you've ever pushed him on and say, okay, you said we have to get to zero emissions because of all the extreme weather? Can you just help us out? How does that work? <laughs> he he just he just swear at you and, uh, and right. get really irritated. He'd get all snippy and say, "Oh, um, he could not do it." Most of the politicians, I mean, the dumbest people in Congress are the ones who are leading this fight. Again, AOC in the House, Ed Markey in the Senate, are the ones that are just obsessed with climate change and extreme weather. They could never, ever. You could give them all the help in the world, and they could never sit down and explain to you. What carbon emissions have to do with with uh, rain, snow, heat, you know, sun, floods? They just use it, and they hope people are dumb enough to fall for it. Speaking of dumb enough, let's listen to our president uh, tell you that uh, we don't call tornadoes tornadoes anymore. Oh, the looks like a tornado. They don't call them that anymore. That hit the crops and and wetlands in the middle of the country and. In Iowa, in Nevada, and I mean, it's just across the board. And, okay, uh, just just on that alone, they don't call them tornadoes anymore, and they hit the wetlands in Nevada, in the middle of the country. Right, right, uh, right, right. I, I, I mean, that—that's the guy who's going to solve the climate crisis. That's the guy who who promised he would solve the climate crisis. First of all. He's too old to solve the crime. Not that it matters, but it would take decades if you really thought, really believed we could change the weather with public policy in D.C., which we can't, but we'll get to that. But this is the guy out front explaining to the country, explaining to the voters why we have to, you know, spend more money on infrastructure because tornadoes, which we don't call them anymore, are affecting, what do you say, the, the, the wetlands in Nevada, yeah. in the middle of the country. Yes. Can you, I mean, that's a 30 second I've clip. I've been in Nevada. I've been there's in Nevada too a, many times. There's a lot times. of desert. There's a lot of there's there's, mountains. There's no wetlands. Like, there's none. I mean, and you know what it's really close to? What is it? The West Coast. Yes. It's like out by the West Coast. It's not in the middle of the country. I've driven from LA the to, guy, to Vegas. I have too. It's, it's about a, a three hour drive. It's, it's, it's uphill the whole way. And I, I did it in a rental car. And by the time we made it back to LA, the engine seized because we had like, 
four fat guys in the car. And we, it was this little uh, Ford Tempo rental car. And we drove to Vegas and then back to L.A. And as soon as we got to L.A., the smoke just came out of the engine. We brought it back to, I don't know, Avis and said, sorry, <laughs> didn't mean it. Anyway, in that one thirty-second clip, the president of the United States says four things that are so stupid. How could anyone, like, listen to, we did this yesterday about lies, right? Yeah. When, yeah. when the politician lies to you, as Biden often does, as many of them do, how do you believe him the next day when he says something? I mean, isn't the credibility just gone? In this case, when you hear something this dumb, how could you ever listen to like his, 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 his solution to the climate crisis and take it seriously? Can you explain to me how anyone could listen to that guy talk about he, how he and the fellow you know, politicians in D.C. are going to solve the weather? It's just so bizarre to me. It, it, it upsets me, I admit it, but it's so bizarre to me that people take this nonsense seriously. AOC is a dummy. If you hear her talk, if you read her tweets, you know it. And she thinks she's smart enough. She thinks there's things the politicians, the House, the Senate, the President, that can do. There are bills they can pass which will change the weather and you won't have tornadoes or you won't have hurricanes. By the way, huh. we have just as many we had just as many hurricanes 100 years ago as we do now. It's nonsense to think the weather's more extreme. And by the way, the death toll is much lower now. Well, yeah, we have because, safety precautions right. in place. I mean, we have homes that can withstand it, buildings that can withstand and it. We We're also, much better we also know when it's coming, right. you know? Yes. We know when it's coming and everybody has got uh, you know uh, TVs and, and, and uh, uh, computers and they know and they prepare. A hundred years ago, when a, when a tornado, I think we used to still call them that in the old days, a tornado <laughs> was coming, you didn't know. You didn't know when a, you know, a big uh, hurricane was going to hit New Orleans, and you, you didn't evacuate. You know what I mean? So you died. Now, but I do want to get to the death toll, because I want to set this up. And I want to ask, and I know I, I say this all the time, I feel like we have more uh, people lis who listen to us, who follow me, who don't agree with me, who maybe they hate me, or they- What they percentage are your, of, uh, of the population uh, of listeners do you think I'd that say, is? I'd uh, say that's 14.7%. Uh, okay, that's okay. very high. Yeah, it's thousands of people. So I like that. I like that. I, I feel like I could, you know, find someone to debate me on this, and I would love it, because I don't get how we don't, as a, across the board, uh, mock and ridicule uh, and, and, and disrespect uh, and show great disdain for politicians who are so despicable and so <laughs> cynical that they will use human tragedy at every turn to advance their agenda. And especially if their agenda is a bunch of nonsense just to get people to, uh, to, to get, get uh, us to spend more money. But during this hurricane, uh, you saw it in New Orleans, and then you saw it in the Northeast. You saw it in... Uh, New York, New Jersey, uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, I just looked up the death toll. It has exceeded 60 from Hurricane Ida. Uh, the, uh, obviously, you know, New Orleans was hit hard. Obviously, they, there's a lot of people lost power. Um, the death toll rose past 60, I believe this was yesterday. And uh, in New Orleans, which is pretty amazing, Louisiana, this is a good example of why things are different now. The death toll in uh, and Louisiana was 13, 13 after a Category 4 hurricane hits land, uh, hits land and destroys a bunch of houses and a bunch of businesses and buildings and, and boats. These people were ready, you know, so that only 13 people died. Um, uh, I want to move on to New York, which had 17. New York had 17 deaths, right? Yeah. Um, the... Uh, politicians gathered outside in New York to talk about it, which, you know, that's the, what they do. Sh Chuck Schumer was there, Congressman, whatever, Greg Meeks was there, a few other local politicians in New York City. It was uh, in a warm summer day. How many days ago was this? Four, three four, days ago. Three I days ago. Oh, I'm sorry, September 2nd. Apologies. Uh, so it's five about days, six ago. days ago. Chuck Schumer's there with his golf shirt on and he's at the podium and he's ranting. And I want you to listen to Chuck Schumer and consider this. The, the people who died in New York, his constituents who died in this hurricane, they, they aren't buried yet. You know, maybe they aren't even found yet. Do you know how many people died in the Northeast from Ida? 
they drown. You know where they drown? In their homes, basement apartments, uh, you know, first floor, or in their cars because the floodwaters uh, rose so rapidly. It was a pretty miserable, nasty way to go by any definition. These are New Yorkers. And, and, and by the way, AOC went on a rant about how their, uh, it, it disproportionately affected uh, um, lower-income people because yeah. those are the people who occupy basement apartments. You know, if you're a wealthy New Yorker, you're up in the penthouse, right? I, I think that has, I don't know if that's been confirmed, you know, the, the, the income level of all the victims yet. Uh, but, and maybe they were old, maybe they couldn't get out. Maybe they were just, uh, I don't know, handicapped. Who knows what they, why they couldn't get out, why they were, uh, were left to drown in their apartments. But these are people, Americans, New Yorkers who suffered greatly in their final minutes. Um, I don't know if, if if it could have been worse, I'm sure it could have been worse if we didn't have these measures in place to get people out, to warn them, to help them out. Still, 17 of the 60 were New Yorkers who drowned for the most part. And the next day or a uh, day or two later, one of their two senators went before the cameras and said, hey, this is a good time to demand we spend $3.5 trillion for infrastructure. You know, because... Some of my constituents just drown. And if you spend more money next time, you know, maybe they'll get out. It's just so s grotesque and, and despicable that I wish even, even Democrats who, who, who don't hate Schumer, like I hate Schumer, like most decent people hate Schumer, should agree that this was neither the time nor the place to talk about raising taxes, spending money, going into debt to solve the climate crisis, even if you could, even if it was real, and even if you spent that money and you could stop the flooding or decrease the flooding, even if it were real and on the level, it would be uh, inappropriate to bring this up as they're still looking for bodies that are literally floating in their own basements. Of course, you can't do that. I mean, any half, a person with half a brain knows it's nonsense to think, Oh, we'll pass this bill. We'll spend three point five trillion, and next time a hurricane comes, it won't be as bad. The wind won't be as strong. It's so silly. I can't believe people actually buy this. Now, you and I have never talked about you know climate change. I assume you probably knew where I came down on this. I kind of had a feeling. But, but what do you think when you hear? I know you're not well, a Democrat or Republican, no. but when you hear, for the most part, Democrats say. Just get, you know, spend more money, raise taxes, and we will change the weather, and there won't be as many uh, bad storms that kill people. If you believe that carbon dioxide, that CO2 is, is, a, is a huge cause of climate change, and then you believe that that's going to cause more human suffering, which I have questions on both of those ideas, even if that's the case, then the one thing that you should do first is let power plants create more nuclear power plants. Like oh, that, no that's question. the first that, thing that you do. That's a great point by you, Carano. Rare, valid point. Think Rare. of this. <laughs> Think of this. That's how you call the bluff of any of these climate alarmists, any of these- Yes, the cleanest you know, technology we have. You say, so you're all for, and there's a guy named Michael Schellenberg. He's written, he just wrote a book called Apocalypse Never. He's a climatologist, yeah. who, who uh, an apostate, a heretic, yeah. who goes against the conventional wisdom and the, and the panic. And he's good. You can follow him on Twitter and uh, read his book. And his, that's one of his things, saying it's the cleanest. It doesn't create any emissions. And that's how you advance society. That's how you improve the lives of people. You build nuke plants and you don't have emissions. You have clean energy. You, have, you don't have to worry about Mideast oil, going to war for oil. It, you call the bluff and you guaranteed AOC or Markey, those two idiots could never debate you or debate him on this say why don't you want nukes well nuclear bad it sounds e it sounds scary chernobyl what about chernobyl it's I actually mean, and it's the safest uh it's the safest no question. form of energy production it's caused the least amount of deaths actually there's been way more way more accidents involving coal plants and and other and other plants that have, that have caused uh human death whereas nuclear it it it's it's so far safer than anything else. It, and, 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 it's beyond and, me why why we allow um, our elected officials to stop new power plants. It's incredible. They closed, I think they closed the last nuke plant in California yeah. fairly recently. 
So, and then what do you have in California? I'll just do, I'll play the role of Democrats and it's just connect everything in one fell swoop. Close the nuke plants and then you have blackouts and then you have wildfires and then you have, have floods. It will, you know, uh, uh, Nevada's underwater now. I mean, why don't they build more nuke plants? Don't close them, build more. It's crazy. Yes, it's because of these stupid mandates where they say X percentage of our, of our, of our power has to come from sustainable resources. But. And, and if you're an idiot, uh, you know, just a, a climate alarmist, you say windmills, we need windmills and clean energy. Well, nuclear power is clean, you dopes. Anyway, I want to get back to this press conference because okay. it was with Bill de Blasio and Governor Kathy Hochul. Uh, it, I, I mean, I'm not a big fan of Kathy Hochul, but it's just nice to see Governor Kathy Hochul and not Governor Andrew Cuomo. Anyway, you had all the usual vultures there picking at the bones of the flesh of the deceased who just drowned in their basements. But here's Schumer, the, uh, the, the senior senator, senator from New York, and a really, really influential guy um, using the deaths of his own constituents to advance his crazy uh, climate change agenda. Who is us? If we don't recognize these changes are due to climate change, woe is us if we don't do something about it quickly, both in building resilient infrastructure and going to clean power, whether it's in homes, in electricity, in transportation, to stop the global warming or at least reduce its awful effects on this country. I want to thank the governor for being here right on the spot. I want to thank the mayor He's always available. Our borough president, our great congressman, yeah, who I work with, on like, the, you know, he does. And he, and he also talks about the three point five trillion dollar package. He uses this moment uh, to talk about reducing, or no, he says eliminating global warming. He says eliminating yeah. global warming. Now, if if there were you know if there were media that cared that weren't on his team, most uh, the media they're all in on stopping the climate crisis. And you said, Chuck, Chuck, you're, you're a smart guy. You've accomplished a lot. You're a you know, senior senator. You've made a lot of money. Can you just tell, help us out? So you build whatever. We give you the $3.5 How do you stop the rising temperature? What happens? They would just say, oh, we're less emissions. No emission. Well, wait a second. I think the United States is, what, like 14% of the world? So we do it. We eliminate carbon emissions 100%. We have zero emissions, which is silly. But just say we did. And every week, I believe once a week, China builds a coal-fired power plant. Once a week. India, they don't care about plant. Africa, I mean, uh, um, Australia, they don't even care. They're too busy beating uh, people who get, uh, <laughs> get coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you get everything you want. Can you just help us? Make that little leap, that little connection. Maybe I'm just too demanding. I want that answer. Okay, you say you have a solution. You build whatever into a safe, uh, clean infrastructure. How does that make the temperature go down? Could you just help me just sum it up for me, Chuck, please? Why doesn't someone ask that? Because they could never, ever answer. Two reasons. They, they, they don't want to embarrass their guy, the media, for the most part. And, and two, they have no idea either. They just follow this fairy tale. Like, if we just spend money, throw some money at it, we, the next hurricane, next summer during hurricane season, it won't rain as much. I mean, it's just bizarre. I understand that. Most people are stupid. Most people are just, they just follow along. With, they, they put their mask on and they, and they, they do everything they're told by the government. And, and I know that drives you nuts. But this is the best example of all, that people believe this climate science and don't ask. You know, don't question. Don't demand an explanation, an answer. They just listen to some of the dumbest people in Washington leading the charge and saying, if we don't, uh, you know, drive well, clean, uh, if, if I don't, if I get a, 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 an electric car, we won't have as many storms. If I use a, a paper bag or I bring my own bag to the grocery store or I don't. I hate all those arguments or, so much. Or I don't use a plastic straw. <laughs> I get a paper straw for my coffee, which suck, by the way. There's nothing worse than when you get a nice iced coffee and all they have are paper straws. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just gets wet. Uh, and they think if they do that, somehow there's a connection along the line between that and the extreme weather and the tornadoes or whatever you want to call them now. 
And if they do all those things, you know, if they if they uh, do do all the things the government tells them they must do, they get a Prius and they and they and they recycle. And they not just have one bin like the next door neighbor, they have like three recycling bins. So they <laughs> really they're three need times business. as good, yes. People other I mean, there are like college graduates. There are people who are like lawyers and doctors and and they say, yes, if you just recycle, pretty soon the weather won't be as extreme. Now, if you actually read up, if you read that guy Michael Schellenberger, or if you followed uh, the, this, this guy named Richard Lindzen, who's a um, professor at MIT, I mean, th there's a few skeptics out there, there's a few realists, and they will tell you, that's not going to do the trick. In my mind, it's always been this simple to me is, the U.S. could do all this virtue signal and we could listen to, you know, St. Greta Thunberg and, and idiots like Markey and, and AOC, but they're not going to do it in China and, Asia, and you know, in Asia and Africa and, 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 and India. I mean, they're just not going to do it. They're not playing along. I mean, John Kerry could fly his private jet to, to Beijing a hundred times. No, those are the special people. Right. So they, they get to do these things. Well, he, he has to do it. That's what he said. I have to uh, fly this private jet. You know, Al Gore can use 30 times more energy than his next door neighbor. It, it doesn't matter. He's important. He has to. Um, but it's not going to matter to to uh, the Chinese Communist Party. You're not going to say, well, gee, John Kerry flew here and he really wants us to make an effort to, to have more electric cars. They're going to go get lost. We gotta, we, we're building an economy where we want to rule the world. Why would it matter if you or I used a plastic straw if in China they're building a coal-fired uh, um, power plant like right now? Right now they're building one. Well, right there's, now. there's many levels of of the solutions that they're presenting not working. I mean, if you just take the paper bag or the paper bag example, it's a ten to one weight difference between one paper bag and one plastic bag. So it so so the shipping costs are ten times as much. You're using way more fuel and pumping way more emissions into the atmosphere well, by like sh by shipping paper. It's, it's like there, uh, did you ever hear this guy that will explain to you how many things, just say you're an average environmentalist, yeah. uh, you know, it's just someone you or I know that thinks they're a big environmentalist. When they wake up in the morning till the time they go to bed, they use like a thousand things that are made with fossil fuels. True. You know, plastic, anything plastic, obviously they drive, they have their iPhone, they, I mean, everything they do requires fossil fuels. And then they'll sit there and think they sound smart when they say, we have to end our dependence on fossil fuels. Well, let's start with you, honey. Why do you say you get rid of that? Before fossil fuels, we lived in cave, we were freezing. Like we were, we were, especially in the Northeast, we were subject to dying in the winter. Fossil fuels has warmed our homes and made tons of products that have saved lives. It's, we are so much better off because of fossil fuels. Now, that doesn't mean I don't think eventually we need to wean ourselves off of it to do something cleaner like nuclear. And eventually, 100 years from now, solar will maybe be the thing. But it's it's like saved our lives. It has right. made us live a it's, shit it's, ton longer. Right. It's changed the quality of life. Yeah. You know that, I mean? And by the way, the same thing happened down south when they invented air conditioning. Right, Suddenly, exactly. The industrial sectors of, you know, Florida and Georgia and Louisiana, they, they, those places didn't produce anything. In you know before AC, everyone just sat around and sweated. Once you got AC, you could have a factory, a functioning yeah. factory. Uh, I mean, the, it changed everything for the better. The Industrial Revolution made everyone's lives better. I guess you blame you know the schools, the you know, education system for lying to children and telling them if they don't, you know, if their parents have a SUV, then they're killing the planet. We only and and I love this. I don't know why everybody can't laugh in the face of every politician who says, we don't have much time. Yesterday, oh, did I, um, I think Biden said we have only have a couple of years left. Uh, was it Biden or Schumer? I've been watching these two bozos every uh, this morning. <laughs> As they try to one up And they said, themselves. right, right. They yeah. try to, we only have a couple of years left. And no one ever says a couple of years left for what? Until total destruction. Does the earth just like explode? <laughs> what, ha what happens? The earth's, earth's, earth's been here, what, four and a half billion like, years? Yeah. There's a great George Carlin rant, uh, um, and George Carlin was in many ways, I think he was not even a liberal, he was an anarchist, you know, he hated government, but he was, didn't like conservatives a whole lot either, but he has a great rant about how the planet is fine, people are fucked, <laughs> and it's a whole thing about how the planet has survived everything for billions of years, and the people who come along and say, and he goes, uh, uh, just tears apart the, the environmentalist. He was way ahead of his time in every way. Yeah, he was. And how you think, 
you know, you get some housewife and, you know, there's some suburban soccer mom like in, in, in Wellesley and they sit there and they say, I got to get an electric, uh, you know, Volvo and, and save the planet. And you say, save it from what? Save it. It's a planet. It's not going anywhere. You couldn't destroy the planet if you wanted to. You couldn't. Even if you set off every nuclear uh, device in the world at the same time, you know what would happen? People would die. The planet would survive. It's it would. a planet. Yeah, it would. And the idea that you hear from these these idiots, that including our president, that if we don't do something, I think it was AOC, AOC said we had 12 years left, and like a week later, Bernie Sanders <laughs> said we had eight. And you go, okay, ready. It's like an auction. I Who's mean, up? he's got eight years left. Yeah, right. <laughs> and right, Biden said only a couple years left. Uh, that he, makes sense. That's, uh, it's the world to him. I guess I understand that. But when you think about it, you, you, they don't ever fear a serious Follow-up. So Bernie Sanders, obviously, you know, the media loves him, and, uh, oh, God, they love Greta Thunberg and, and AOC and all the rest of these idiots. They don't ever fear a follow-up. It's like, what happens in eight? Excuse me, uh, Senator, what happens in eight years? What does years? it look like? Like eight years, like it's going to be like this dystopian landscape where everything's gotten burnt, you know, burnt up Mad by Max. the sun. You know, the sun burns us all alive. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, the sun will kill us all. But what about the uh, the extreme cold that you said was a result of uh, you know, fossil fuels. What about the storms, the snowstorm? I mean, they, they don't ever have to explain themselves. It's like you're just uh, sitting, you know, in a classroom and, and they're the teacher and the students are all morons who just buy everything you say or they're your they're flock and you're, you're telling, going, you're preaching to the them and they're nodding and smiling and say, yeah, we have to do, we don't have much time. You see that, like those extreme groups like Extinction Rebellion, the ones who block the highways and hang for yeah, bridges. Yeah, yeah. And and they say, you know, the world, you know, this is, the world is going to end. Or or Greta Thunberg, who says, you ruined my childhood. How dare well, you? Your, your parents ruined your How childhood, dare, right? <laughs> Sorry you were <laughs> abused. <laughs> ruined a childhood? She flies private jets, yachts. She's famous. She wins awards, gets money. Ruined her childhood? I mean, she's she's soup. She's world famous. How did that ruin her childhood? How dare you? How dare you? You know, we, I, we should all agree on this simple uh, philosophy. We are not going to be governed by children. You know, teenage dr truants, dr high school dropouts don't set policy. They don't, I mean, hell, AOC went to college, went to college, well, sort of, she went to she BU. She has an economics degree? Yeah, economics That's degree. That's unbelievable to me. They just I mean, hand that Greta out. Greta Thunberg didn't even go to high school, and we're supposed to believe what she says about something as complicated as climate science. It's just so absurd, and this is just the latest example. And it's too bad that people don't mock and ridicule um, politicians who use human tragedy, who stand there on the street when, you know, like two days ago, someone lost their lives drowning in their own apartment, and you have a senator who says, now's the time to spend 3.5 trillion, or this will happen again. It's just so shallow and despicable. How come we all don't mock him and, and, and yeah. just... You asked that question a little bit ago, and I wanted to answer. I think it's, number one, it's because school, school taught us that we needed to respect politicians. And I think it's one of the most disrespectful um, vocations you could possibly do, personally. But that's why, like, we look at the president and we're taught kind of not to mock him. I and mean, that, that's changing. It would be like, you know, I, I don't know. Say the uh, say there was a terrorist attack. Boom, killed uh, you know fifty people at a nightclub, uh, like Pulse nightclub. Forty nine people. It'd be like standing there as they're pulling the bodies out and talking about you know you have to tighten the border and uh, you know more strict security or gun control, which they do. Like that day, I mean, don't you have to wait a day, a day or two before you start ranting with that utter nonsense about? Stopping global warming. By the way, someone forgot to tell Chucky that's not the term we use anymore. It's not global warming anymore, Chucky. He's still using tornado. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not global warming. It's climate crisis and existential crisis. If we don't do something, we're all going to burn. Your children are going to burn up alive. They're going to burn alive if we don't raise your taxes and spend your money on on green infrastructure, it just seems like at some point you say enough, shut up. We're trying to uh, you know, make a living here, pay the bills, put our kids through college, 
and you're ranting about some nonsense about how if we just sign a bill here, we type it up, write a bill, it's this way, and if, hand it over to the president, he signs it, and boom, the weather is going to get better. <laughs> we signed that bill, and look at that. There's no rain and the flooding and no existential crisis. What a, what a, God, I wish people were just smarter. You don't, I mean, you don't have to be as cynical as I am. Can't you just be smarter and mock and ridicule the likes of Schumer and Biden? No, respect the office, Jerry. Respect Biden, it. Biden, who thinks Nevada is in the Midwest and is flooded? I mean, that's the guy who's in charge of this ship who's, who's uh, just frightening. But, uh, all right, we're going to get to a few. Have you had more. enough of Schumer for now? I've had enough of Schumer. Why, do you get any more no, Schumer? No, I'm good, because, I'm good. I mean, or, or Biden. Any, any, here's, what you, here's what you keep in mind, uh, Karana. Just keep this in mind. Anytime any, any Democrat or in some Republicans start talking about the climate crisis, I want it because it's such nonsense. It's so ridiculous. We want to mock them every chance we get. Today, I think the weather's okay, but if tomorrow another hurricane hits, I don't know, Florida, it's hurricane season. They'll be out again. They'll be out saying, we need to pass this bill. We need to infrastructure. We need to, and it's, and it's a lie. It's just a lie. It's just an absolute flat out lie. And it, but it's okay because it's virtuous. You know, it's a lie where the guys, you know, he really wants to save the planet. So we're going to let him lie and we're going to encourage him to lie even more. And we're going to send out this, this addled brained, uh, commander-in-chief to talk about tornadoes. Like he, like anybody can do something legislatively about tornadoes. What well, an absurd well, and I, But not just that too. It's like, so say, say you're right. And, uh, and global climate temperatures raise, whatever, three degrees in the next uh, hundred. Are human, are, can you make the argument that humans aren't better off though? I mean, there's probably, I, I there's probably more places to the, grow crops. It's a great there's, question. Think of this. You have to go through three levels. You have to go through accepting that global yeah. warming's happening. Yeah. Happening. Then the second thing, you have to accept that what we do as a result could solve it. Yeah. Like so. Okay. Just agree. Well, agree. Global warming, as Schumer called it, is man-made. Yeah. Which is questionable. Second thing, we can do something legislatively to solve it, to stop it. And the third thing is, you have to assume. It's bad. Yeah, that, right. We're going to be worse bad. off. Right. Right. And uh, and no one asks it at every single level. No level. No one asks those right. questions. They say, oh, the uh, you know the the, the uh, it's getting warmer in you know Greenland. So what? So what? Can you uh, can you say for sure that that's a crisis? That if it gets warmer in Greenland, we're we're, we're going to die. But whatever. It's just it just drives me nuts every time. But uh, you know what else drives me nuts? Tell me. Um, um, the. The media, and we did this yesterday, but we're doing it again because it is just outrageous. The media is still covering, still protecting Dr. Anthony Fauci, who was on with Jim. I wasn't Jim Acosta. I said, yes, it was Jim Acosta. It was Jim Shudo on CNN over the weekend. I believe it was Sunday, uh, Sunday, Monday. I believe it was no, Sunday or Monday, whatever. He was on with Jim Shudo. They asked about college football. And all those crowds that are, you know, super spreaders, and they asked about uh, all the usual stuff about masks in schools and all that. They didn't ask why he lied under oath in front of the Senate when Rand Paul asked him about financing, about subsidizing, funding the gain-of-function research in Wuhan. Well, The Intercept, which is a uh, website that Glenn Greenwald founded, but then left and and, and yeah, I had and, a fight with and was not was not pretty. No, um, the the Intercept broke a story yesterday that proves essentially that Fauci lied. That Fauci, the NIH funded this Peter Daszak guy, um, and uh, the purpose was to do gain of function research in Wuhan, which led to the pandemic, which killed more than 600,000 Americans in, uh, what is it, up to oh, worldwide, millions. I'll check. Yeah. Three and a half million. Um, that, and I heard Tom Cotton was talking about this uh, last night, and he said, it's one of the biggest scandals of our time. I would say it's not even a close second. The U.S. government, uh, led by Dr. Fauci, took U.S. taxpayer money sent it to Wuhan indirectly, and the result was a virus that destroyed our economy and killed 600,000 Americans. You're going to tell me that, I don't know, uh, uh, <laughs> Donald Trump uh, uh, making a phone call to Ukraine, is, is, which led to his impeachment, 
is worse than that? You're going to tell me that I don't know, the break-in at the Watergate was worse than that? Because I would say no, the results, the consequences, the, the utter destruction that this led to makes it uh, stand alone. Four and a half million people dead. Four and a half million people worldwide. And we don't know whether they could have created this virus without our money. I mean, think of how, when it first broke, I think Rand Paul led the charge in, yeah. in uh, previous Senate hearings. The last Senate hearing is one where Fauci clearly, just unequivocally lied under oath, which I believe is a felony. I believe if that's, I don't know, if that's Roger Stone or if that's um, uh, Michael Flynn, they're already in handcuffs and be taken away. They're all, and I'm not exaggerating. If that's someone on Team Trump who clearly, obviously lied under oath, they're gone. They're jailed. They're done. Fauci, for some reason, this, 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 this lying fraud is protected and I, and I guess I understand why, because he's not on Team Trump. He's on Team Biden. He helped Biden get elected. He wants to mask everyone up. He, he wants to stop college football crowds from having a good time. He's on the same side as the mainstream media and the current regime, the Biden regime. He's on their team, so they will protect him. But how can anyone make the case that he didn't lie under oath, that he didn't commit perjury? It seems so obvious, so clear. Do we have the, yeah, I got it. the exchange? Now, keep in mind, he put his hand on the Bible and swore to tell the truth before he had this exchange with Rand Paul. Knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Senator Paul, I have never lied... His mic kicks back in. Microphone. Your microphone. Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement. This paper that you are referring to was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain as not being gain of function. So what was, what let me take, finish. You take an animal virus and you increase its transmissibility to humans. Right. You're saying that's not gain of function? Yeah, that is correct. And, and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about quite. He is lawying. He's lawying. Yes, 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 he's lawying. I mean, it's clearly a lie, and the people, the, the, the judged it, this was some uh, group led by Daszak who, who, had, who uh, had wrote this letter to Lancet, the publication, the medical publication, saying it wasn't gain of function, but I'm going to, I'm just going to, uh, they had a, they were compromised. They had a conflict of interest. They weren't, this was not an honest uh, assessment. It was clearly gain of function. Uh, even an idiot like me knows it. Uh, he's lawying under oath. He's, that is a felony. If there were any justice in this, if justice were blind in this country, and it was, we know, after judging, you know, uh, January 6th, um, uh, insurrectionists versus, you know, Antifa and BLM, we know this two-tiered justice system. And fortunately for Fauci, he's on the side of Clapper and uh, and the uh, other uh, good uh, Democrats who lied under oath, uh, Brennan, who will never, or, or Hunter Biden, he's on their team, so he'll never be brought to justice, but God knows he should be. God knows that is clearly uh, perjury. Um, and uh, it, it won't matter. I, I believe it, it was on CNN, but I don't think MSNBC or CNN has even mentioned it yet that he lied under oath. <laughs> They got his back. They got his back, and it's disgusting. I got to say, when when this first came out around Paul, and I'm kind of a Rand Paul guy because of his dad, I was a little skeptical. Even hearing some of the testimonies, a little skeptical. But this Intercept article is really damning. Sure. I mean, they were looking for coronavirus in bats because they wanted to test it on mice that they infused with human DNA. Like, you know how you can grow ears on mice and stuff? I mean, what the hell humanize. else are they doing? Well, if, if you ever want to know what <clears throat> the... the if you want to understand how big a scandal it is, there's video of Fauci saying, even if this research causes a pandemic, it's worth it. <laughs> it's worth it. So this, this evil little elf thinks it's worth it. Now that, you know, four, four and a half, four point something million people are dead. 600,000 Americans are dead. Eh, it's worth it. That's the kind of monster he is. And he's just being propped up by, by the media, by the Democrats. They know he lied under oath. They know we financed, we funded this research, which led to the pandemic, the biggest crisis in all our lives that destroyed trillions in our economy that killed 600,000. It's just, 
that ruined business, ruined lives. And he just has no remorse. He's just, he's a monster. And I think more and more people are finding that out. All right, let me do Shay, and then I'm going to get to a few few other things. We've got to get to Todd McShay, the, the sad story, the concerning story of Todd McShay. And uh, the uh, the State Department's not happy with the Taliban, Carano, and I'm going to tell you why um, after I tell you about Shea Concrete. This is uh, for you homeowners and home builders out there. Did you know that Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Of course you did. I've been telling you about this. This is the best thing. I think it might be the best thing they do is their precast concrete steps. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase in an old home, Shea has great values with designs for any home. Available in concrete, or you can customize the steps with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. Just like that, you call Shea, they come over, they take the old steps away, which, by the way, they're really heavy. That is a pain in the ass. They take the old steps away. They put the new steps. You can sit in the window with the AC cranking and watch it all happen. And when they're done, your house looks better and it's worth more. This isn't an expense. This is an investment in your home. Check it out. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. And by the way, you can also look for a job there. You can go to Shea Concrete or get on SheaConcrete.com. They're always hiring. It's a great company, a great place to work. Maybe it's time for you to upgrade your profession and go work for Shea. Check that out as well at SheaConcrete.com. Uh, let me get to a couple of quick things on uh, the state of uh, things in Afghanistan. Americans are still trapped. Uh, by the way, they're going to be trapped on Saturday. Joe Biden's going to go to Shanksville, Pennsylvania. He's going to go to the Pentagon, and he's going to go, I think, to Ground Zero, make the rounds on September 11th, while Americans are still trapped, being held by the people who harbored the guys who brought down the towers on September 11, 20 years ago. He thought he was going to have a nice visual, a nice, you know, uh, ceremonial uh, uh, video scene on September 11th, you know, bragging about ending the war. He thought it was going to be a great photo up. I'm sorry, it's not going to be. You saw what happened yesterday when people were harassing him, yelling at him, and he can't take it either. He's so, he's so ornery and touchy and, and snippy. He had to go ranting them. Those people don't know what they're talking about. They were yelling at him for leaving Americans behind. They know what they're talking about. It's great. And and by the way, college football on Saturday and NFL on Sunday where this new chant might take off, F Joe Biden. If that thing catches on, as I tweeted, I can't wait because there are so many of these, uh, you know, these uh, limo liberals in the media, Peter King leading the chart, Ben Volen, they're not going to be able to handle it. They're going to pretend Probably it isn't happening, but if it de- gets loud enough so everyone kind of knows it's happening, they're going to have to, I don't know what, they're going to have to circle the wagons around their guy, Biden, who is going to get harassed on Saturday, I predict. But a um, couple things about our new friends, the Taliban. They, they uh, upset the Biden administration um, yesterday. The State Department uh, issued a statement that they weren't happy about the new cabinet that they assembled, the new cabinet the Taliban assembled because there were no women. It's not inclusive, said, um, I think it's a State Department spokesman. The new cabinet is not inclusive. Yes, a State Department spokesman uh, said they will, uh, we have made it clear, our expectation is that the Afghan people deserve an inclusive government. They're talking about the Taliban stone women for sure. They think they're going to make a woman, you know, like head of the interior or for state or, or secretary of state when they don't even let them go to school. They don't say, let they them show their, their faces. Their school's inclusive first. I, I'm telling you, sometimes you have to read it twice to believe that this, the Biden regime is serious. They're upset. And I, I got news for you. They're going to get even more upset today because yesterday, big story out of Kabul, they painted over a portrait of George Floyd. First of all, what the hell is there a portrait of George Floyd on a wall in Kabul for anyway? Secondly, um, I don't think they're going to like this in the, the Biden regime. When they see this and they see the Taliban is ordered to, to paint over the, they paint over everything. They don't want portraits of anyone, especially of women, but they didn't want a portrait of St. George of Fentanyl. And so they painted it over and they're going to, the, the Biden administration is going to make it clear. They're going to have a strongly worded statement say they don't like that. And lastly, we know 
the cabinet they assembled includes like four of the five guys we traded for um, Bo Bergdahl. Four of the five is now part of the government. They're leaders in the new government, including a couple of known terrorists. Their secretary of the interior, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name, is a wanted terrorist. The U.S. government is has a $5 million bounty on his head. He's now a cabinet member well, in the new government. Well, they know where government. to find him now. So, so he's going to be on TV. He's going to be, you know, I don't know, he's interior secretary, so I don't know if he goes, travels abroad. But a guy who's a known terrorist, and you get, if you kill him, you get five million bucks, is now in their government. And those are our new allies. Those are the ones we're working with now, working closely with. But the, their, you know, uh, their colleagues in Gitmo, the trial is begin beginning of Khalid Sheikh Mohammed and yeah. four others responsible for 9-11, and it's going to take years because of these crazy left-wing lawyers that, that volunteer to help save uh, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, who, by the way, admits he did it and would be willing to die. Um, but wait, I think I think they've crossed the line finally, Corano. I mean, these guys obviously carried out or planned the attack on the towers and, and uh, the Pentagon and killed 3,000 innocent Americans, but now they've done it. In court yesterday in Cuba, Four of the five went maskless. Oh. All the lawyers were masked up, and one of the terrorists, that, that puss, wore a mask. You know what? I'm starting to think these guys, these, these uh, um, Al-Qaeda guys, they don't care who they kill. They don't. They're, they're heartless. I mean, they, they didn't wear masks in court. It's just so disrespectful. And I think that the, 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 the Biden regime was really trying to work with them, really trying to get along. But now they're painting over George Floyd murals. They're not naming women to the cabinet, and they're going maskless. Couldn't uh, we just tape the masks to their face, though? That's a good what, question, which they do. Isn't that what we do? <laughs> uh, can you believe they don't make them? I guess they're, they're terrorists. Imagine making a terrorist wear a mask in court. <laughs> they're, I mean, they probably get tested, like, every day, and they're probably... Uh, they, they don't have what <laughs> Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. I don't even know if he's still fat. That'd be pretty cool if he got coronavirus and died. That would work for me. But uh, as, uh, let, let's get to Todd McShay, the okay. ESPN uh, football guy, draft guru. He's kind of uh, 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 been like Mel Kuyper's sidekick. He's done a good job. We used to have him on the show occasionally. He's from Swampskid. He went to. Uh, Went to Richmond. I think he played quarterback at Richmond, but I think he does a good job. He's now he's more famous for being Portnoy's, you know, childhood friend. Um, but he does sideline reporting uh, at games. I don't see it a lot, you know, because I don't watch a lot of college football. But when I do, he seems like he does a good job. He did a game. What you have? What game he did Saturday? He was on the broadcast with Sean McDonough, by the way, and he struggled, and he didn't look good. He's, he looked kind of bloated and and uh, disoriented, and people started tweeting uh, immediately, saying, what is wrong with Todd McShay uh, after watching the broadcast? Now, he's done this before. Last season, he had did a game, and it, um, that's the one. You're looking at the one from this weekend. It's Alabama-Miami. It's really short, but we have the one from last. Uh, it's only like a few seconds. I think they must have cut away from him. Yeah. But somebody at ESPN, like, took the bus to the game or took a car to the game with him, stayed at the hotel with him, went into meetings and still chose to put him on the air, which is a little strange. But can we play the one from last season that's longer? Sure. Yeah, I mean, if, if you look at offensively what they've always done, Paul Chris understands like the, the pre-snap motions and everything that you want to do. But when you have a quarterback like Mertz, it, it's different. The ability to throw the ball down the field and be decisive. That, that's what I love about his game. Now, I mean, there's all kinds of theories. It's probably irresponsible to just throw them out there, but... And he to, looks worse, by the way, too. So the yeah, audio doesn't point. necessarily give it as much justice. I mean, he's slurring his he's, words a bit and kind of all over the place, but he's, he's shaking. He's and bloated, bloated. He's shaking. He's looking around. Yeah. It's it's not good. Not good. And, I mean, people like him. No one's rooting against him. If that's, you know, if that's Max Kellerman, be mocking him. Uh, but uh, McShay is taking time off. It says to take care of his health and his family. Do we... Uh, 
Do we think it's, you know, drugs, alcohol, you know, disease? I mean, what do you think? Well, he's a younger guy, or is he Portnoy's age? He's like 40, so he's like yeah, 40, mid-40s or something? Four, I think. You got, you got his so, age in that I mean, you know, it, it, disease could hit, but it seems more yeah. likely that it would be... And he goes to, you know, rehab, I guess. Yeah, Hopefully, I mean, to be honest with you, that's probably the best case scenario, that he just goes, you know, gets clean and comes back. Uh, you know, ESPN wished him well and said he'd be taking time off. I don't know that we're going to find out... Uh, I often wonder this. I, I've never uh, asked you your take on this, yeah. but I know public. the public wants to know when a public figure, when something like this happens, or when a guy like Michael K. Williams uh, ODs. We want to know immediately, you know, how'd he die? Or, the, uh, you know, a, 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 an athlete you know, dies young, and you're immediately saying, is it drugs? Or is it yeah, suicide? Yeah. I mean, and I often wonder if you, if... Uh, um, if we have a um, right to know, you know, like, I mean, these are people no. who've lived a public life, um, but you do find out cause of death when it's someone like, like uh, Michael K. Williams dies, right? You do. It's, yeah. So I mean, if there's a police, if there's a police investigation, then it's, then it's going to be public records and we'll see it. I think most, you know, families or publicists of people who are famous, who've died, probably feel like it's better to let the fans know what happened. Um, so they, I think they, they'll like give out that information on purpose, but, and, but that or, or, uh, or a police inquiry into it, I think are the two ways. If I, I don't think we have a right to, I just think I mean, they do it so that we can so, so, put so, some closure so, there. So Jimmy Hayes, the hockey player, yeah, right. Boston, former Bruin, Boston guy passes away on, uh, what, August 23rd. Um, and it's stunning, shocking. Everyone's yeah. shocked. Everyone liked him. Everyone's saying, tweeting wonderful things about him. Will we ever find out, like, how he died? I don't know. I mean, I think it's good to, like I said, give fans closure. You know, people who are who who love these athletes. I, you know, I, I remember watching Jimmy Hayes play. Then, uh, and by all accounts, everybody that has spoken about him right, since right. I've heard says he's a really nice guy. So I think fans would like that closure, but his family just and, may want privacy. I mean, I'm looking at. He died one day after celebrating his son's second birthday. I didn't even realize that. I mean, like People Magazine was writing about Jimmy Hayes, yeah, saying we're still not sure what the cause of death is because because people want to know. They want to know. I mean, they, it, it's scary when someone that's 31 years old just gone like that, and or Michael K. Williams is older. But when you hear he's dead and it's upset a lot of people, huge fans of The Wire. Jason Whitlock called him the greatest. Tell, uh, character in the history of television oh. in the history of television <laughs> and i guess that's subjective and he loves the wires we know if you follow jason whitlock but yeah i think that might be overstated a little bit yeah slightly um but i, I mean I, I can't lie i'd like to know how people when so, you know young guys die you like to know did was it natural did he have a heart problem I mean, what what is going on here and I don't know what I would do if I were a reporter. I mean, obviously, you know, there's not that many, you know, reporters, you know, working the beat anymore. The, you know, the Herald's been decimated. The Globe's a joke. It's, uh, it's hard. You know, I don't know how many TV people in Boston are trying to find out. Maybe they know. Maybe people in the sports media, in the hockey world know, and they just don't think it's our business. I'm just, I'm, I'm I don't know. I don't if, know the if, answer. If it's a heart attack or something beyond his control, I think we'll know. I think if it's more, you know, seedy than that, we might. Well, not. if it's a heart attack, yeah, you should, I mean, you feel bad. He had a bad heart, but if it's if it's a drug overdose, like like uh, we believe Michael K. Williams. Yeah, I think. Do I have that right? Michael K. K. Williams. Yeah. Uh, then it's it's good to know, as I often point out, Len Bias. You know, his his family wanted to cover it up understandably or friends or you know, Lefty Giselle might not want to know the truth, but the truth came out. He did cocaine. It, it stopped his heart. He died and it shook people up in that whole, that whole generation. It changed people's perception of cocaine. It was suddenly cocaine wasn't, you know, a recreational drug. It was a, something that could stop your heart and kill you. And I think, and I know his mother said this for years and, you know, that it, it, it had a real effect. It did. It, Glenn Bias' death, and if they covered it up and just said, oh, he has a family uh, problem with the heart and, you know, what, what can you do? He didn't wake, went to bed, didn't wake up. That wouldn't have changed anyone's perception of, of drugs. No. I think Glenn Bias' death saved, I don't know the number, hundreds, thousands, millions of people who said either, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do cocaine ever 
or I'm not going to you know, overdo it. I'm not going to take any chances because I saw what happened to Len Bias. And it wasn't like, for some reason, it didn't have the same effect when, like, John Belushi did it because you just assumed he was, he was a big party animal. Yeah, he was a, just overdoing yeah. it and right. shooting But up not and, like a, a, you know, an athlete. A great athlete, young. Yeah, you know, super just, fit, yeah. So was going to be a great NBA player and was stupid. That's what he was. I mean, he wasn't like, you know, like, like Belushi or, or, or Chris Farley and just overdoing it every night and overweight and bloated and just... He was in great shape, and he just overdid it after getting drafted by the Celtics, and it scared a lot of people. So, I mean, I, sometimes I think the family, I'm obviously they have the right to privacy, and they don't have to tell anyone, but maybe if it is a story like that, and and again, you know, we'll, I don't know what Michael K. Williams' family's going to do, but there, there was a, a story that went about one town in New York. One town in New York had more people die of of overdoses in one weekend than died in, um, what was the hurricane before Ida? Henry, Henri, right? Yeah. More people died in one town of overdoses because they had that bad batch of fentanyl, uh, of cocaine with fentanyl. So kids that drop, well, kids, yeah, young people drop it dead left and right. And it's news, but it's not huge news. And, you know, you, uh, Chuck Schumer's not, I think they were in New York. He wasn't outside the next day demanding we stop fentanyl from coming over the southern border, that we close the border because that these drugs are pouring in and killing his constituents. He didn't use that death for political gain or even seem to give a damn. But the you know people drowning in their basements, we have to spend three trillion dollars and stop the change the weather. It just it doesn't get enough attention that, that this, this fentanyl is just just killing people in their primes. And if you had a loved one who died. And you know, thought they were just doing a line of cocaine and snorted up some fentanyl, and boom, their heart stopped. I think you would want to do some good. And yeah, say, you know, be careful. Everybody. And you can do it in a book too. I mean, he's had such a, a cool life uh, and a, tons of experience. He's been in an awesome um, shows, and even I mean, he was even Twelve Years a Slave, like uh, highly right. Gone Baby Gone, like big, really important movies. Um, so you could do a book, talk about his life, and then also talk about the tragic death. See, I don't too. even know how that works. You just think. It's like good cocaine or good heroin. It doesn't have any fentanyl, and the dealer sneaks it in there, and it kills you. And I don't know why you would want so to how do works? that. I don't, I don't know why. I, so fentanyl isn't cheaper. Uh, maybe it is. Maybe that's what it is. It's because and you it's, use less uh, of it. Uh, because you know Biden opened up the border. It's easy to get. It's pouring over the border. We don't stop anybody. We don't care. Uh, you know the, these unless they come over the border without a mask, then we tell them masked up. They can come in with a backpack full of fentanyl, but <laughs> gotta wear a mask. Uh, but people are dying, and it would be nice to know why, how to, uh, you know, as a warning to others. I mean, right now, if you're, yeah, do you do, do you do cocaine? No, heroin. No. Oh, but no, you're a big no. libertarian. Don't you think we should all just do? Heroin? Oh, I think they should yeah. be legalized. But I don't. I, I but wouldn't so, do so them. if someone your age or younger is thinking of doing cocaine this weekend, aren't they getting a little nervous now after what happened to Michael K. Williams and others? Well, I mean, yeah. aren't they saying that might have fentanyl in it? I mean, I would always be nervous of something like that with a hard drug like that. I mean, anyway, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's not. It would be nice to know if, if that's how someone died, and uh, maybe we'll find out. Maybe we won't. Back to Todd McShay. We okay. wish him well. By all accounts, good guy, local guy. Doesn't look good, but uh, maybe he just needs uh, some time away. We will see. But uh, all right, that will do it for today. Anything else, Carano? No, I think that's it. I almost called you Cullen in again. Anything else? Well, don't say it then. <laughs> don't admit to it. <laughs> By the way, yeah. I have not complained one time in however long we've been doing this. Yeah. About your uh, choice of, you know, drops and sound. What you, you know what you did yesterday with the Kevin Cullen sound? Yeah. You played the one thing that uh, doesn't, that he didn't lie about. Oh, did I? Yes, because and it, it sounds good. I mean, uh, to be honest with you, I understand why. We played yesterday. We're talking about the biggest liars in the media, if you weren't listening yesterday. And we talked about Brian Williams. Yeah. We talked about uh, the uh, Rolling Stone lying about uh, yes. Ivermectin. Yes, 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 yes. And we brought up Kevin Cullen, who is just an, a fabulous liar and, and you know, fiction writer for the Boston Globe. And the sound, he, there's so much great sound of him saying, you know, Janie Richards was his talisman and talking about playing the tin whistle in a band in Ireland. <laughs> he basically puts himself in places where he wasn't, like at the finish line of the marathon. Yes. The bombs went off. Oh, I could smell it. I could taste it. He said he heard the dying wails of Crystal Campbell. Yeah, right. 
He said it in court or after going to court because they played them in court. So he did actually. Oh, hear I apologize for that. I'm sorry, because it was from your show. That's and what I, know. I figured, because that's but, why I clipped it. But there's a hundred other cuts, ah. which are great. I mean, if it weren't for the, the sound, I don't think Cullen would be nearly as, as, as funny or entertaining. The sound is amazing. He just makes stuff up to make himself look good. Oh, I forgot to eat, so I, I went and I, I got a corned beef sandwich at Foley's because they have a really good corned beef. And it's just, he just makes stuff up to make him, he thinks of himself as some kind of Hollywood version of, of Jimmy Breslin, you know? Oh, yeah. Street reporter, street tough reporter. And, you know, 90% of his, he was, he, his fiction, he was taking a nap in Hingham when the bombs went off and immediately said, I have to place myself there and went to work placing himself at the finish line. All of it, a lie. All of it, stolen valor. And if you haven't heard it, you know, you Google it and listen to other uh, uh, cuts from him. Well, but I'd like to apologize to you right now and to your fans for that bad cut. And uh, I'll try to- Don't let, let it happen, happen again. again. I'll do my best. All right, that will do it for today. Thank you to, 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 to Carano, I guess. Thanks forever, <laughs> everybody for uh, listening, watching, and commenting. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan po uh, Callahan Show. I'm sorry. you got to catch me with this. It's your See idea. See how many mistakes you make? Oh, I make a lot. <laughs> but this, is, this was your move, and it's I, true, I'm it's trying, true. man. I'm trying. You're doing great. You're doing great. All right. I'll do it again. Ready? Yes. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show with uh, Matt Carano, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.